What's up? It's another beautiful day here on Earth, and I hope that you're doing well. I'm recording this on January 10th, 2020, and for this episode, I want to talk about something fun. I mentioned a little while back that I wanted to share with you the story about how we found our cat, Mrs. Beefy, who we just call Beefy now because we are on those types of terms with our cat daughter. But listen, don't don't just come into our house expecting that you can call her Beefy because she does prefer Mrs. Beefy. <laughs> Today, I wanted to go into details about the day that we found Mrs. Beefy because it's quite a tale. It is uh, certainly legendary amongst the people that were there. And I think it would be fun to share with you too. So welcome to episode 21. This one's all about Mrs. Beefy. I wanted to just have a disclaimer here at the beginning of this story that uh, no one was injured in any of the things that happened um, except for maybe one specific thing. There was a, there was a, a goose who, who was injured. I'm sorry for that. It was obviously totally by accident. Um, but as far as this story being a bit uh, questionable, yeah, no one got hurt. Everyone's fine. And that's why the story is funny and memorable. So I wanted to just mention that. And if you are just like not into hearing this story at all, I guess I can just give you uh, one of those too long, don't listen type of summaries, which is Beefy walked out of the woods in a very rural area and found us. And she was about six to seven weeks old. She was a very small kitten. And that's how we found Beefy. We were in the mountains of Pennsylvania and she walked into our life and we did everything we could to let her go free. We weren't trying to like scoop her up and steal her, but she didn't want to leave. And that's how we came to have our cat Beefy. But if you do want to stick around, the whole story makes it way more epic and memorable. And uh, yeah, I'm excited to share it with you. So a few years ago now, I guess we've had Beefy for this summer. It'll be four years. Um, On June, I think, 15th-ish, it was Father's Day weekend. Uh, We as in me and Julie and a group of high school friends headed up from New Jersey to the mountains of Pennsylvania in Northeast Pennsylvania, uh, about, I guess, an hour north of the Poconos. So we're just up there in nowhere land. Uh, Julie's parents have a house that is just a great getaway and uh, a really special place to us. And we were very fortunate that they allowed us to go up there with some friends and spend the weekend. And there's a a pond right there next to the house. And it's just a great place to relax. There's a winery close by and, um, you know, a hotel and and restaurant. So we headed up there to go enjoy a weekend. We had the kayaks on top of the the Jeep. And um, we, we left home 
and got up there early enough on a Friday that we just went straight to the winery <laughs> and we enjoyed ourselves, had some wine and uh, then decided as we were waiting for two other friends to meet us that they weren't going to be there early enough. So we might as well just head out and get to the house so we could open up and uh, prepare the place for, for them to get there. So we left the winery. And th this is when uh, the tragic event happened. It's just weird how the like these weird, strange things happen to, to other animals. Um on the same weekend that we found Beefy and brought Beefy into our family. But we are driving down these, um, you know, mountain roads, a lot of turns, a lot of hills, and we are just about a few minutes away from, from the house, and uh, there's this, like, trench next to the road on our right-hand side, and the the I obviously uh, had no idea, but in that trench, and I, I, I'm driving, were like four or five uh, Canadian geese. And I guess as I drove by, uh, I scared them because I couldn't see anything. And then next thing you know, there were like geese just like running and half flying uh, directly in front of the car. <laughs> so... Uh, I tried my best to stop. Most were uninjured. A couple of them uh, may have been hit by the car a little bit, and one in particular, uh, very unfortunately, didn't make it. And it scared us half to death <laughs> and um, was just a tragic thing. It was nobody's fault. They came out of nowhere and you know ran right in front of the car. So... That was scary, but uh, we just continued on, and we got to the house, and we opened everything up, you know, turned the water on, got like the AC going, and we uh, got some firewood ready for a fire that night, and then we got the text from our friends that they were close by, and because this place is just in the middle of nowhere, it's hard for people to find it, even with a GPS, like you need to, I don't know, drop a pin in order for them to find it. It's a little bit easier nowadays. I think there is an address that's more searchable, but um, we decided that the easiest thing for them to do was just to go to the winery, which is about 15, 20 minutes away, uh, because they could definitely find that. It wouldn't be hard for them to get there. And then we hopped back in the car and drove to, um, to meet them to then guide them back so they could follow us to the house. And in that car were, were two of my friends, and they brought their dog along with them. So uh, we, <laughs> we, we get them, uh, we, we drive by that, the goose again, twice. Um, the, the second time, you know, as we were coming back, we made sure to go around it both times. Um, but we didn't have anything in the car to like, take care of it. And listen, it's the mountains. These sort of things happen. It's not uncommon for there to be things in the road. So uh, we make our way back to the house. They're with us. They pull up into the driveway with us. And uh, yeah, we all unpack. They let their dog out to stretch and go to the bathroom. And then, um, yeah, so <laughs> this is where the the whole 
disclaimer comes into play because uh, one of my good friends, really good friends, literally a dude I have known almost my entire life. He grew up in the house pretty much like directly behind me, just a couple houses over on the other block. Um, yeah, so he he was with us and he, he decided to bring up uh, a Ziploc bag full of some brownies that he had made recently. And these were special brownies. And um, he just figured if he, you know, was just going to bring all of them that, that he had made the day before, or the, you know, the weekend before. And yeah, he figured I might as well have them in case anybody was interested. Because he, he was obviously interested because he brought them. Um, but he had them in his bag in the room that he was staying in. Uh, but without too much, you know, thought about it, uh, he left them in his bag, but the bag was opened. And, um, as the, the night went on, we had some drinks, we were sitting out by the fire, just enjoying the night, you know, looking at the stars, talking, laughing, having a good time. And my one buddy who had met us at the winery and had brought his dog with him, went inside at one point at night, and I think it was getting a little bit late at this point, like 9.30 or 10, and he went inside, and his uh, his dog was acting very strange, uh, like it had never acted before. In fact, um, it had peed a little bit on one of the, the rugs downstairs, which uh, wasn't a huge deal because, like, the, that section of the rug could just easily be taken out and cleaned, which we did. But he was worried by that because he said that she had never done anything like that. In you know, she was in a new house, and maybe, well, definitely, we could have done a better idea, uh, better job of like walking her around and getting her familiar with the place. Um, we also could have done a better job of closing the <laughs> doors of people's bedrooms. Uh, that she shouldn't be going into because uh, she was acting very strange. And he put her on a leash and brought her outside, and she was acting terrified of the fire, like wouldn't go anywhere near it. Uh, And yeah, my friend was worried and confused about what was going on. Why was his dog acting this way? Well, um, 15, 20 minutes later, my uh, longtime friend who had driven up with us and had brought the brownies went inside and was very confused to uh, find that that large, very full Ziploc bag uh, of of THC-infused brownies was missing. Like, he could not find it anywhere in his room and he came back out and just had to ask like did anyone know where it went did anybody move it and julie actually said that she had been uh confused by a ziploc bag that she found on the ground of the basement level of the house that had a a hole in it and she was just confused about where it came from and uh and why it was there. And she just thought, oh, someone must have brought this with them for like toiletries or, uh, you know, whatever. 
So at this time, we become aware of the fact that uh, the dog had gone into that room and ripped open the bag of brownies and literally ate every single one of them, did not leave a trace of any chocolate, no crumbs, the entire bag filled with close to 20 brownies were gone. Like, uh, again, I can only laugh about this because everyone's fine. Like, even though that sounds horrible, everyone's fine. The dog is still living a happy life. And, um, yeah, so this became a very big problem. Um, and we realized that we have to get the dog to a vet. And we are in the middle of nowhere of the mountains of Pennsylvania. And it's like 1030 at night. And we've been sitting around the fire drinking. And uh, we were all very concerned about what to do. Because uh, not only had the dog eaten a ton of chocolate, which is not good for dogs. Uh, they It also had just consumed um, a bunch of THC. So... And like a like a bunch, a bunch. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I told you it was. It, uh, this is just the the first night. Uh, Beefy has not even come into the picture yet. So, all right, we get in the cars because we don't even have cell service at the house, and we drive about ten minutes up the hill, up you know, up the mountain to get cell service. And I know that that sounds like stupid and dangerous but um the people who drove the you know the two cars weren't in any way like unable to drive everybody uh who drove was okay and was sober enough to at least go up 10 minutes up the road and um make a call we got cell service made a couple calls they found a 24-hour veterinary hospital but the thing is is that it was like an hour away because there's nothing nearby so uh, those two friends who had literally just gotten there three hours before, <laughs> I, I feel so bad laughing about this and saying this, but um, yeah, but it's okay too now because everything worked out. But they left that place on the hill that we were calling people from. And while they were driving there, uh, to make things even worse, ended up getting pulled over because... There was just an area that is an obvious speed trap uh, through one of the small towns up there where it goes from like 45 to 25 in a matter of 30 yards. And, you know, what else is a cop in the mountains of PA going to be doing with their time when a car with out-of-state tags goes by, you know, 20 miles per hour over the speed limit? So they explained to the cop, our dog is in serious condition right now. We are rushing to get it emergency help. And the guy uh, had no sympathy for them, wrote them a speeding ticket, and then they got to go on their way. So they get to the hospital and, or, you know, the vet and uh, the dog is doing okay. They do some tests. They say that the toxicity level from the chocolate uh, in, the, in its blood is low enough that it's okay, that it's nothing to be uh, scared about. And uh, the only major concern is that 
they said, uh, your dog is going to be high for the next three to four days. <laughs> so, um, yeah, they sent them home, meaning back to our house. I think they considered like driving all the way home because what a just nightmare of a beginning of a weekend. Like could not have started any worse. So they get back to the house that night and, um, Our one buddy who had brought the brownies, he stayed up, made sure that they were okay, apologized profusely. Um, But, I mean, it's one of those things that could have been or or could not have happened uh, if we had all just been a little bit more careful and really thought about what it, you know, the process of like bringing an animal into a house that it's unfamiliar to. So, it, you know... Although he felt really bad, we can't sit here and blame anybody because um, we, all, we all could have did a better job. But he, he stayed up. They got home. They were okay. Uh, the dog was, in fact, high for the next three days. Um, so we felt super bad because we didn't want to like leave her at the house. But um, she, she was doing better. And the next day, we all woke up. We enjoyed the morning. We were on the pond fishing, kayaking, swimming just enjoying ourselves that day, um, trying to just not let what happened the night before bother us. And uh, then we decided a little bit later on in the afternoon to go back to the winery. So we went back to the winery. And when we got there, we walked inside the doors. And this place, uh, because it's on like a farm, uh, they always have animals inside of like the tasting area, which if you aren't an animal person, you're probably cringing and thinking that's disgusting. But these are like the cutest cats and dogs ever. Um, (laughs) In recent years, they have had a pig that comes in there too. And um, it's huge. So that's a little less cute, but it's still, it's pretty cute. Uh, But especially the dogs and the cats, they're so friendly and they love to just come up and get pet and hang around people. Um, But this particular day, they had two or three kittens like newborn, probably like month old kittens, these little tiny, 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 tiny cats that were so cute and were so playful. And were just all like, you know, they were the, the main, the main thing. They were the, what was taking up a bunch of our time and attention when we first got there. So we're playing with these kittens and just thinking they're so cute. And then we enjoy our time there and get some snacks and we drink some wine. And then on our way out, like now that we've had some wine, the cats are even cuter. And now we're playing with the kittens and just enjoying it. And um, we hop back in the car and we drive back to the house. And when we get there, we're on the deck and the deck is uh, like a second level. So it's raised up and... It overlooks the the pond and the big front yard, which is a a long hill that goes down to the road. And we're up there and we are listening to music and we're grilling and making burgers and hot dogs and just getting ready to have dinner. And uh, one of our friends who also drove up with us, he, he, he looked over the edge of the deck and said something along the lines of like, oh, there's a kitten down there. And um, it's kind of funny. I just remembered this. I actually was filming a time-lapse video of the sky during this time. So I, it's, I have the audio of him saying that. 
And he just like, I think said like kitten or something, you know, whatever you say when you see a cat. And we all like go over to the edge and we're looking down and we're like, oh, wow, it actually is a cat. There's a little, there's a kitten down there. So uh, Julie and I walked down by ourselves. No one else came with us. It was just the two of us walked down there and sat down in the grass and started petting this cat, this random kitten that had just shown up, had just walked out of the woods, I guess. You know, I've, I've joked about maybe like that was one of the cats from the uh, winery and it somehow like got caught up in our car some way and ended up back at the house with us. But I don't think that's the case. I think that this cat just walked out of the woods and it was in rough shape. It had a pretty bad scratch or she had a bad scratch on her nose and her one eye had like scabs on it and it wasn't open. So she was like shut closed and she didn't look like she was, she was doing too well. Little, little kitty cat beefy. (laughs) This was before she was beefy. So we bring the kitten upstairs onto the deck. We get it some water. Uh, We just do a quick search about what we can give it to eat. I think, you know, we got some milk or whatever we did. Um, And we realized that although we wanted this cat, in fact, as soon as we looked over the edge, I said, that's going to be our cat. Um without really knowing if that was going to be true, but it's funny that that was my first reaction and now we've had her for three and a half years. But um, we didn't want to just take her. We figured if she has a mom around uh, or maybe, you know, we don't know where she came from. So uh, we did everything we could to just have her be out on the deck. We listened for uh, another cat calling. We allowed her to leave and walk down the steps and go at any point, could just back into the woods, like didn't have to stay with us. But she just kept turning around and coming back to us. So we brought her inside that night. She slept in a yingling box that had, um, you know, a blanket in it. And we set up um, a uh, place for her to go to the bathroom and a, a litter box. And be, because her parents had cats that they would bring up there. So we had all of that stuff. And Beefy took to it uh, right away and loved being around us and with us. And that was it. That's, that's how it all went down. And Beefy ended up coming home with us the next day on Sunday. And uh, she has just been such a fun and loving and playful cat. She, she really is like a dog. Um, She just loves to play and you know, do uh, fetch, especially when she was younger, she would do fetch often. Uh, we trained her how to sit and do paw. Um, and she loves being on our lap. She loves to uh, be pet. And I think she really does see us as her parents, which is, which is really cool. And um, the way that she got her name, because actually at the vet, they know her as MJ uh, for Mickey, Julie, but also for Mary Jane, <laughs> for the thing that uh, was like <laughs> the theme of the weekend because of that very unfortunate situation that happened on Friday night. Um, so she, her, you know, her legal name is MJ. But 
my buddy who who brought up those brownies, <laughs> his name, his nickname is Mr. Beefy. I don't know why it's been Beefy, Beef Dog, uh, all of those things. It's It's been that for years, since high school. And um, on our way home, my, my one friend, the one who pointed out the cap, he kept just making jokes about, oh, Mr. Beefy, Mr. Beefy, and kept saying things like that. And he was joking around about how the cat uh, could be Mrs. Beefy. And it just stuck. And we've uh, since then always called her Mrs. Beefy or Beefy, although we told people uh, originally that her name was MJ. Uh, we always knew that <laughs> we were going to call her Mrs. Beefy uh, because of the situation <laughs> that happened. And also it's such a... Uh, catchy nickname for a cat beefy she has grown into it um from being that little tiny kitten at seven weeks old or so uh being all beat up and um with the scabs and everything she healed from all of that really quickly and has just grown into a very very large cat uh she's tall she's really long and she has gained a ton of weight (laughs) um over the years so she's very agile she's super athletic and loves to run around and play and um, do all sorts of stuff but she definitely uh has filled out and has lived up to the name so that's the tale of mrs beefy and this crazy weekend um that i hope you don't look at me now and say wow i never knew these things about mickey he must have been a bad guy but um no, it was, uh, it's very funny and I think uh, a special memory and I'm just glad that everybody's okay except for that poor goose, RIP. Thanks for joining me on this long tale of the story of Mrs. Beefy. I hope that you take some time to think about the fun stories that you have about your pets and uh, just love them today. Take extra time to show them that that you care about them because our pets need that. They need our attention and our affection. So I hope that you have a great and wonderful day and I will see you next time. Hey, one last thing. If you like this episode and are looking forward to new episodes of this series, I encourage you to leave a review and subscribe to this show. I'm no social media guru, but I think that's how more people are going to have a chance to hear it. Thanks again. Have a great day.